Hey, I'm Sheena Shuey. I'm a registered social worker and host of the 4Q podcast. I'm passionate about normalizing, not pathologizing life, and that's not easy. So each episode, I have amazing guests on to share the messy, beautiful ups and downs of life in four key questions with tips and tricks along the way. There are moments in life where you can embrace your story and understand that it's okay not to feel okay sometimes. So let's get into it. This is the 4Q Podcast. Brooke, I am so happy to have you on the 4Q Podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, it's, I'm fangirling big time because I've been following Aww. you on Insta. And, yeah, I know that one of your things is you do make everybody feel like you're their best friend, like spill Aww. the damn tea. <laughs> Sorry, Dom just got home. Sorry. No, that's this all is, good. This is the real and raw, but my headphones are in, so we're good. No, nah, the real and raw, that's okay. I saw his sneaky reflection on the Did background you? <laughs> of your, like, cat, which I'm not going to pronounce the name of. <laughs> Ghost love you out. <laughs> yeah um so no I'm I'm fangirling big time because um for anyone who doesn't follow Brooke yet um she just has this amazing presence and one of the things I loved was last year so it's 2021 now and last year in 2020 um when TikTok came out and when Instagram reels came out Brooke was the one who's like, okay, I'm spilling the tea. This is what Facebook said. This is what Instagram said. This is what TikTok said. And I'm like not even on the scene. And I was like, ooh, this is juicy. So um, that is the thing. It's like she just reels you in on things that you're not really even interested. Like, do I care what Facebook <laughs> says? No, but I'm like, ooh, like this is good. So, so yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm fangirling big time. So, um, but so for those who don't know you, Brooke, I'll just give you a little quick intro. So, so Brooke Valinovich is an Instagram specialist. She's an international keynote speaker and creator of the Global Social Club membership and academy, and a regular guest on Channel Nine News in Perth. Um, Brooke specialises in educating businesses on exactly how to leverage the power of social media to increase their brand awareness and boost their bottom line. Her online coaching community, the Social Club membership, has empowered thousands of businesses in 32 countries with the knowledge, confidence and tools to get results and sell using Instagram. So she's been named the queen of media and was named the face to watch in 2020 last year by a Western Australian newspaper. So she's a donut loving cat enthusiast, even though she doesn't have a cat. And it comes as no surprise. I sort of do. <laughs> you sort of do on your wall. It kind of counts because it's wall. huge. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so no surprise. She's on Instagram if you want to find her. So so, Brooke, do you want to add to that? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what Brooke's about. Well, I mean, as of 17 weeks ago, I don't know when this is being published, but as of 17 weeks ago, am I a mother now? Does that count? Mm -hmm. There's a baby uh -huh. in my belly. <laughs> You're a mom. So you pretty much got everything. And now I'm navigating 
the world of being pregnant and having a business and in uh, how long five and a half months I'll be navigating the world of having a baby and having a business too so it's all very exciting it's all very new but I'm I love a challenge and maybe I shouldn't call well actually that's a lie I got really sick in my first trimester so pregnancy was definitely a challenge but hey if every other woman has that has children has managed to do it I'm sure I can make it work you got this I know you've got this and (laughs) and I know you've got this because I think one of the things I've loved about you is that although you have shared some really juicy tea on your Instagram Mm. I love that you've been honest in some of your posts about the fact that you know, people don't always see the hard times, but you still yeah. manage to show up for your community, like the thousands of people that you've served, regardless of of things, you still manage to show up. And if you can't show up, you're honest about it. And I think that's mm-hmm. just the sign of someone who's done the work on themselves and is ready for the journey of motherhood, for sure. <laughs> so if you oh, can handle all you. of that, you've definitely got all of this. So thank so, you. Let's jump into redefine. So for those who are listening, um, the second question on our four question podcast, our four Q podcast is about redefining and, you know, redefining a new perspective and meaning in the way that you see things. So, so Brooke, I'm, I'm curious to know what's a hard moment for you that, that really changed, I guess, your perspective about how you do things and, and your life? Well, I'm going to rewind back almost six years ago now when I left the nine to five world and I entered the small business world and I'd heard you know business owners talking about how when they started their business and they found their passion and they just were so excited to get up every day and I actually started in the small biz world my business was event management it wasn't social media I didn't actually start this journey teaching social media. Um, So I started doing events, which was a skill that I took from my previous role at my previous job. And I started an events business, but I just wasn't feeling the way all these other people were saying that they felt. And I was really, really second guessing my decision, not my decision to leave my job because I was definitely ready to leave that. But whether this was right for me, whether the small business road was right for me, whether I could do it all, whether I, I was good enough to do it all. Um, and I sort of felt like, well, I'm putting my all into this business and I'm just not feeling the way that everyone else describes, you know, entrepreneurship. I'm not feeling like that. So what do I do? I don't want to go back to my pre, I just was feeling really lost. And I was Mm -hmm. probably about six months into the business at this stage. So, you know, I'd given it a lot of, you know, time and money and effort. And it just, yeah, I remember feeling really, it was probably one of the lowest points of my life to date, definitely feeling really confused and not knowing who, like where to turn or like, who to even ask for help? Like I'm all for asking for help, but who do you go to and say, I've changed my entire life and I don't like it? (laughs) Like 
that that's pretty much it. So I thought, all right, my husband had said to me when I left my previous job, because, well, at, at the time he was only my boyfriend. Mm. Um, how crazy <laughs> is that? Um, when I left my pre- previous job, he really encouraged me to go out and do my own thing. And he said, look, I'll give you 12 months. I'll support you for 12 months. Because were we living together then? We must have been living together. Yeah, because he was paying for everything. He said, <laughs> I was like, how did I survive then? I had savings. I had savings, but he paid for the food and quite a few of the bills and stuff like that. And he said, I'll give you 12 months to make your dream work. If you want to do your own thing, you've got 12 months. And then after that, we'll probably have to look into a job. But he was very much like, you work so hard. You should be doing it for yourself. You shouldn't be doing it for somebody else. So six months in. And I thought, all right, I got six months to go. What am I going to do? How, like, how am I going to turn this around? How am I going to change this? And I just thought, I really only have one option here. And my option is to any single opportunity or anything that gets asked of me, I'm just going to, pardon me, I'm just going to say yes. Because right now, I don't really have any other options. So if anything comes up and I say yes, there's two options that could come from that. I'm either not going to enjoy it or I'm going to think, wow, there's something else that I could do. So that's pretty much what happened. I, um, I had a girlfriend who had seen, the, who I'd actually met through my previous job. And she had seen me leave and start my own thing. And as it looks on social media, a lot of the time from the outside, she thought everything was great. And I was killing it because I was work-wise, I was killing it. But soul-wise, I was killing my soul, Mm -hmm. you know. And she had seen what I'd done and said, you know, I really want to get out of my job. I've seen what you've done with Villa. That was what the business Mm -hmm. was called. Um, I have an idea for a business, but I have no idea how to market it. And you're really good at marketing. Would, would you do the marketing for my business and come on as like a partner? I can't afford to pay you, but, but, but this is an opportunity. And I just went, yep, this is the exact, like, this is just the exact opportunity I'm looking for. Just Mm -hmm. something else to try. So I said yes to that. And started researching ways that she could market what she wanted to do. And one of this was, this would have been, yeah, about six years ago. So social media in terms of marketing a business on social media was still new-ish. I thought, like when I started looking into marketing marketing a business on social media, I was obsessed with it and started doing it for this other business and getting really good results really quickly. And so because of that, I thought I was late to the party. And I thought this is what everyone must be doing to grow businesses using social media. It's free. You've got this like 24-hour access to a global audience. Like it was blowing my mind how really just how free it was because of the marketing work that I'd done previously. And, you know, marketing's bloody expensive. (laughs) Um, And as a part of that, um, we attended, as a part of that business, so not the events business, as a part of that business, we attended a networking event. 
um, to start networking for that business. And at the networking event, we actually had to share what our biggest struggles in business was. And every single person at that networking event said social media and said, who's doing the social media for your business? Because, you know, we've seen you online, you're everywhere. It's so good. You've got a massive following. And I said, oh, I'm actually doing it myself. We're not outsourcing it. Um, do you want me to teach you what I'm doing? And all the girls at this event were like, yes, please. We'd love to know. And so from there, I actually started teaching social media and then my whole entire life changed. So I think back, like I'll never, ever forget that, that mm -hmm. event ever because it was such a pivotal moment for me. But if I'd never kind of switched my mindset from like, poor me, poor me, woe is me, to all right there's only one person that can actually change this and it's me and it's my attitude to life and opportunities and the situations that arise I don't know I always wonder like would I be sitting here today doing this I'm not yeah. sure you know well, and that's the thing I'm I'm curious because one of the themes that's come up in some of the guests that I've had on this podcast really is about they hit that that moment that you're talking about, like you feel lost and you feel like you, you you know when your soul's not in alignment. And if you're if you're in touch with your intuition, you're like, I you you can feel it. If you're not, the universe will scream it at you, like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I I'm just curious around, you know if you could tell us a little bit more about like, how did you know you were lost? Like what were the signs around? I'm just not living this purpose that I'm meant to live. And also just secondary to that, like, did you feel like there was an intuition guiding you or some kind of like sign from the universe? Or like, how do you make sense of like going in that direction? Cause I know that you had that yes mindset, but even then, like, how did you get into that mindset? Cause from going from loss to like, I'm going to do this no matter what that like, that's a huge shift mm -hmm. in itself. So I want to know, like, how does Brooke have this superpower to do that? So tell us about that journey, like a feeling lost mm. and then that transition. Okay. So, all right. So my previous job, I was in for almost a decade. And I think you can get, when you're good at something, you can almost trick yourself into thinking you enjoy it because mm. you're very good at it. Other people tell you you're good at it. You're known as being good at it. And so you sort of think, oh, well, I must like this. But I started getting like really, I just, <laughs> I lived for the weekend. I yeah. did not live for my job at all. I lived to get wasted on the weekend with my mates. Now, now that I'm in a different place in my life, I can see that that's really unhealthy. And that was the universe screaming to me that you're, some, there's no, something's not right here. There's no balance here. Um, so I think, again, because I was told I was so good at doing event planning and management and 
when I started my business, I thought, well, I'll just start my own events company because this is what I'm really good at. But then when I started doing it for myself, not for somebody else, and then realized, actually, I don't enjoy this. Mm-hmm. You know, that was yeah. sort of, that was me going, well, hang on a minute. I'm doing everything I thought I wanted to do and I'm still not enjoying it. So something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That was it. It's really just the difference between like waking up and being really excited for what your day holds and waking up and dreading what your day holds. Yeah. So That's true. <laughs> and, and I think as well, so many people will be able to relate to you. I know I was the same when I was younger about just that holding out for the weekend and, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, I think a lot of people relate to that, whether they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. It's like it's really sad that we're in this society where it very much is like have the successful career, you know, don't do something that makes you happy. Do something that provides, you know, or, or, you know, and it's like you can have both. Like you definitely Mm. can have both. And when you lead from a place of love, I think that that comes Mm. and, um, yeah, it's it's just really cool to hear that from you. Like, you know, you 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 knew that you were off and then when you come into a happy place, you're like, I I'm happy every day. I don't need to get like mm-hmm. white girl wasted on the weekend. You know, like. Totally. Well, when like when everything started to turn around with my business, yeah, it's when I didn't want to go out and party and drink and write myself off because I had so many exciting opportunities presenting themselves every day and that I didn't want to be hungover for that. I was excited for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's when you kind of start to realize that and it sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Like your reality and your everyday is the highest point of your life. And that's a really cool place to be. And I also think for me as well, my previous job, I wasn't really into, no, not that I wasn't really, I wasn't at all interested in the industry at all. Whereas I was surrounded by people who absolutely loved that industry and loved what they did. And I think that can be quite a toxic environment because I didn't, my mindset wasn't, I just haven't found what's right for me yet. My mindset was, I will never be that person that gets to wake up every day and be excited about what they do. I'm Mm. just not that person. I'm just not that lucky. And I think for anyone listening to this that may feel the same way, it's out there. Please do not feel like you're not that person because that's exactly how I felt. And I totally get that feeling and it's it's a jealousy and almost a resentment for other people who love what they do because you think, well, why them and not me? But you've got to just, you know, open your mind and open your heart and be honest with yourself and take off, like be open to opportunities and you'll find it. You will find it. I promise you will find it. It may take you five, six, seven, 10, 20 goes at doing other things to find it, but you'll get there. Oh, 100%. And I, I love what you're saying because it so aligns with what I say, it's the Vasana Collective, which 
I always talk about that there's like three levels of mindset or like three levels of, you know, mental health or mindset or whatever. And that's so like your individual self, how you are in your relationships and your workplace. And then like the biggest sphere of like, you know, social like um, constructs and how they imply on us. And I think what your, your story so resonates with that because it's like, you took on the world's, uh, like your your workplace and your relationships, like, oh, look at these people. They love this workplace. They love this work. You took on that and you've gone, oh, no, there's something wrong with me. I'm just a person mm-hmm. that I don't wake up in the morning. Like, it's not the world's problem. Like, it's my problem. But actually, mm-hmm. those kinds of workplaces can be really toxic, especially when it's very materialistic and it's very kind of like, oh, he's the managing director, like, oh, like title-based. And it's like, mm-hmm. is he a good person? Or is it, are you just like him because he's the managing director or something? You know what I mean? Like that very corporate mm-hmm. kind of statusy mindset kind of thing. So, and totally. you've just, yeah. And then so now that you're doing things for yourself, it's like, yeah, yeah. I just love that you don't think that there's something wrong with you. Like you change your middle part of that might that's those three levels where it's like actually I'm going to change my workplace I'm going to change my relationships and look like you stepped into who you are and who you're meant to be in the business that you're meant to have you know helping all of these people including myself you know so I just love that journey so let's get to the redesign about okay that was really tricky that was really hard to negotiate what tools did you use to sort of design the business and design the life that you've got now where you are more balanced and you Mm -hmm. don't wake up going oh I hate my job like I can't wait to drink the stress away like Mm -hmm. tell us about that well I will say since getting pregnant and not drinking like (laughs) I would kill for a glass of wine right now um, so it's it's not it's bad gone. timing. It's bad timing. I'm talking it's bad about timing. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I drink for a different reason now. I drink to wind down my mind from all the excitement and all the fun. And when I say I drink, I'm like a one-two glass, like maximum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Um, but for me, so when I when I started teaching social media. I thought, remember how I said before that I thought I was late to the party and everyone Mm. must be doing this? So I did not think in any way, shape or form that teaching social media would become a business and be like a long-term sustainable business model and that I would eventually have a company and like clients all over the globe. So let me say that to start. And because of that, I thought I just want to soak all, like I'm loving doing this so much. I want to soak it all up as much as possible because in six months time, everyone will know what they're doing on Instagram and I'll need to find something else to do. That was my mindset. Literally, it kind of still is some days. Um, (laughs) But I didn't have a business plan because I didn't think it would be a business. In my mm. mind, I was just showing some people what I had learned to do on social media. That was it. So very quickly, um, because the people that I was showing what I was doing were getting great results and sharing those results, the business start, well, the business, 
whatever I was doing, the hobby, started growing and gaining momentum quite quickly. And I was still on my yes strategy as well. So I was still saying yes to everything. But now I suppose the opportunities that were coming at me were actually relevant, you know, to social media. So I basically completely burnt myself out. I had, um, before I decided to just focus on the social club and speaking, I had 16 different services on offer. Do you want to see something? Oh, my goodness. Dominate. 16, that sounds stressful. Goodness. This, this was my mind map of services that I had on offer. The social club is just Stop one it. of these. And I had no staff. Like, now I have staff. This was all me. <laughs> so um, just for those who are listening and can't see this visual, Brooke just showed me what her like business map was from years ago. And it looked like a spider web. If you can imagine little lines going off everywhere, like, you know, most businesses have one, two, three. Like this one, Brooke was doing everything for everyone, it sounds like. I was doing everything. Um, we Dom and I actually just found this on the weekend in an old notebook. And so I ripped it out um, because I was like, oh, my God, that is so crazy. So I was burning out. I was working 72 hours a day, you know, just trying to serve everyone. And I was loving it. Don't get me wrong. I was loving it, but it was not working like that was not working for me. Um, I wasn't sleeping properly because I'd be on my phone all night. And so I just thought like, I'm loving this. So I don't feel like I felt before when I didn't love it, but this is not manageable and I don't really know what to do. So I started reading books on successful entrepreneurs and what came up time and time again, no matter whose book I was reading, was this concept of having a morning routine and having structure at the start of your day because in entrepreneurship and when you own a business, um, it's very rare that two days are the same and as much as you try and set a schedule, it just doesn't really work like that. So this concept came up of morning routines and I thought, well, actually that would really work for me because if I can, you know, structure the start of my day and I'm talking like before 9am, if I can structure my before 9am, then no matter what happens after 9am, mentally I've set myself up to handle any of the challenges that come from the day. So at this point, um, I, I definitely reduced the drinking and partying, but if you follow me, you'll know, like, I'm an avid daily exerciser. I was never like that, ever, 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 ever like that. So I realized as part of my morning routine, I probably need to implement some exercise. I need to not check my phone. I need to not check emails. I need to have a solid two to three hours, sometimes four hours at the start of every day where I can focus on my mind and my body and my soul and then I will be able to handle whatever the rest of the day brings and that's what I did so I didn't start with going to like a 6am exercise class every day I started like one or two days a week and gradually built up from there but that is something that like whenever I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed I go all right what has changed in my morning 
what's changing my morning routine or what do I need to change? Like actually probably a couple of, hmm, no, when would it have been? Maybe a month ago. So during COVID, when things started to slow down and everything went online um, and I got less busy because I wasn't going out and doing events and meeting people, my schedule changed. Can I just pause for one second? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, continue. So I was feeling really overwhelmed because I didn't realize just how much business had picked back up again. And I had also in the process of that moved house, changed gym. And my gym class at my new gym was later than my old gym. And as such, I was essentially losing about an hour and a half a morning or a day by the time I like my routine was still the same, but I just lost that time. So I thought, huh, okay, this is why I'm feeling so overwhelmed because I'm not starting work until later and I need more hours in the day right now. And the best way I can get more hours in the day is go to an earlier gym class. So my entire morning routine starts earlier. And that's what I did. And I'm already like, feel like a new woman. So for me, the game changer and the non-negotiable, though I'm sure when bub comes, we're going to have to do some negotiating, is morning routine. Gotta, gotta, gotta have a morning routine that does not include being on your phone. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because um, I think having... I think having a structured routine that includes a point where you check in with yourself um, Mm -hmm. is just so important. And I say routine of any time because I was exactly the same as you and then I had a child Mm -hmm. and um, I have a husband who, you know, works away or works long hours. So, like, he would Mm -hmm. leave the house at, you know, 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. So, to try and do a morning routine with the top, mm-hmm. you know, with a, a newborn or whatever, it's it's tricky. So, but yeah. I still, even during those times, I think for anyone listening, it's just so important to, even if it's not in the morning, it's like doing something that is just for you. Like, and the only purpose is for you to serve mm-hmm. you. It's not to achieve something necessarily or achieve um you know do something for someone else it just has to be for you daily you know Mm -hmm. um I think that's just so crucial for like exactly what you're saying like staying on track um and Mm -hmm. speaking of staying on track like that's just beautiful how you redesigned your life so our final uh final question of our 4q podcast is around realign so your, your current joy, your life, your happiness, your story, what do you do now to stay on track so that you can be calm and clear and content in everyday life? So, I, and this is something that probably only came in, hmm, it came in before COVID hit and then I changed it around again, um, but saying no. <laughs> so I went from <laughs> say mm-hmm. yes to everything And then I had to bring in saying no to things because I can't do everything as much as I would like to try. And I, every year I set myself sort of one big goal for the business that year. And now any opportunity that comes in is, is this going to help me reach my goal? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, I'll do it. 
if the answer is no, sorry, I can't. Yeah. And that's yeah. such an important lesson. And again, that's something we talk about because it's like, I found even last year myself as well, even as, as early as last year, um, I had five different jobs last year because oh God. Uh, I know I just, because I'm, I'm this person of, I'm good at saying no in areas that are important to me. So like when it comes to time for parenting or when it comes to my relationship or when it comes to my, me and my self-care, great, I'm saying no and setting a boundary. When it comes to my career, I still have this type A high achiever thing in me where I'm like, yeah, I want to be the best of the best. Like I want to show people I'm the best of the best. Like I want to say yes, you know. Can relate. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate. And so um, at, towards the end of last year, I got offered two dream jobs, like two jobs that are both sort of considered in my field quite um respectable it's the jobs that most people aim for I got both of them I said yes to both of them and trying to do this business I was having three jobs with a kid husband working away because I just couldn't I just even though I'm teaching people to say no when it came to myself at that point I just wanted to say yes and mm. and exactly what happened you have a moment where you burn out and so mm. the power of yes when you need it but the power of no when you need it mm -hmm. like so crucial particularly for type A's like us like our you know people who are quite anxious or stressed or people who are naturally high achievers it's very easy to get caught up in that competitive sort of mindset of I want to be the best what do I got to do to be the best I have to say yes to everything or I have to do every opportunity and it's also like it's a fear that if you say no you you'll either get known as the person that says no or no opportunity will ever come up again yeah it's which is weird but it's so something that happens you know oh 100% and it's also sort of if um, you were as a child to, like taught to not say no, like you had to follow your parents and things, like if you say no, it's like, oh my gosh, is this person not going to like me now or am I never going to connect with that person? And it's like, actually, I'm, I'm showing you enough respect to say, actually, I can't serve you the best that I can. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. You know, so I think that's so powerful. And I think going from a yes person to a no person is super powerful, Brooke. I really respect you for that because that's not an easy transition to make. Thank Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been six years in the making, so it was not an overnight thing at all. <laughs> no, but I think it's important for people to hear this story because I think, um, you know, when people link in with you now after this podcast, if they didn't hear your journey just now, it could be very easy to go, look at this beautiful woman with her beautiful business and a beautiful bump and a baby coming along, baby's page six of the newspaper, like, you know. I know. Oh, my God, that was so funny. Oh, I still but can't those believe listening, that. Brooke, Brooke never gets shown in the paper. Well, not often. And then all of a sudden she's pregnant and they're like, oh, we're going to put her in the paper. <laughs> so, um, it was a really it's funny, funny moment. But and, and I think, you know, that's the thing. It's just it's so cool to see all of this filter into that. But if if people didn't know your story, 
it's very easy to get caught up in like the exterior, you know, seeing someone's external life. And it's like, no, every single person on this planet has a story Mm -hmm. and a journey and a pain point and a part of their lives that things were vulnerable and hard and they've had to work through that. So it's not all perfect. And I think I'm so thankful that you came on and you shared that journey with us and were vulnerable with us today. Thank you. And, you know, to keep it real, like things still go wrong all the time in my business, in my personal life. 2020 was a really difficult year. Um, I almost lost my business during COVID, like seriously, almost lost my business. And I also lost my sister because she was really sick. So it was rough. It was rough on both ends. So yeah, please don't, just don't look at anyone on social media ever and think they've got it all together because there's so much more to the story. Always so much more to the story. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So if there was any advice or maybe actionable steps that you could recommend for someone who's listening to this podcast or maybe relates to some of the things that you said, could you give us mm-hmm. like a finding, final sort of piece of advice that you could part? Ooh, do you know what? Whenever I get asked this or I chat with business owners that were in the same place as me, you know, saying I've started this business, but I'm feeling really lost or I've lost my spark. I found like I find for me, and this is probably also because I'm extremely extroverted, but meeting other people, going to networking events, hearing like reading or like in that moment, If you can stop making it about you and getting so caught up in how you think and you feel and hear and learn the journeys of others, it helps you go, huh, I'm not alone and this is totally normal and other people feel like I feel and it stops you feeling so isolated and because you do, you get really in your own head that I'm the only person in the history of the world ever that's ever felt like this. And it's not true at all, but you really need, even if you are an introverted person, you know, put yourself out there, go and network and meet other people and hear their stories and hear their journeys. And you never know what might come up from it. 100%. I think that's wonderful advice. And I think that is the purpose of this podcast. This this whole podcast, the reason that I started it is because I saw so many people feeling like you felt, feeling how I felt, feeling like I'm the only one who's going through this experience. And every single story that I share, it's like, oh my gosh, there are people like me. I felt that way. And they've met, like, they survived it and look, they're thriving and they're doing what they love. So thank you for that. I think that just aligns so perfectly with what we're doing here. So, so of course, where, before you go, where can people find you on your socials? So on Instagram, it's probably easier if you look for my business page, which is Social Club Community, and then my Brooke Volinovich Instagram is linked in the bio of that. So, or you can just do- try dive straight in and spell Volinovich. Go for gold. Um, <laughs> but generally, it's easier if I say go with Social Club Community first, and then you'll find me from there. Well, for those looking, I'll put the I'll put um, all the links in the podcast description notes at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Brooke. This is a wonderful conversation, and I have no doubt our listeners are going to get heaps out of this as much as I did. So, thanks again for wow. coming on. 
Thank you, Sheena. And thank you to everyone who's listened as well. All right. Take care. Bye. Hello beautiful people, how are you? It is February and we are heading close to Valentine's Day for those who are listening when this podcast comes out in February of 2021. And for those who don't, I think it's still important that every now and again we think about the value of love. Whether this is a core value or not, this value is important to think about in our lives because it just comes up so much. So the value of the month this month is love. And our thought of the month is that Martin Luther King Jr. quote, which is just so popular and you see it everyone everywhere, but it's good to just take a moment to breathe it in and really see it for what it is. So it is, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And so this month, I think it's just really helpful at any time when you think about love to think about, am I leading with love? Am I letting go of fear and leading with love? Am I bringing joy and love into this situation or am I bringing fear and insecurities to this situation? And today's podcast with the beautiful Brooke Valinovich, you will see how there were times when she was leading with fear and insecurities and there were times when she led with love and she was attuned to her needs and she's ended up aligning with something that just lights her up and fulfills her true need. And you'll hear the warning signs about how do we know we're leading from a place of fear and insecurity compared to a place that's aligned and loving and joyful. So I'm not going to hold you up any longer because this episode is going to be amazing. I know you will get so many gems out of it. So let's get into it. This is the 4Q podcast with Brooke Valinovich. <laughs> 